Hey there, welcome back to another episode. This episode is going to be short and sweet. It's still going to have valuable information, but I want to keep it short because I just want to talk about note-taking for the TOEFL. So in my previous episodes, I talked about different tips for the listening, writing, reading, and speaking section. But today, we'll dive deep into how to take notes in the TOEFL, especially for the listening section. So let's jump straight into it. So first, my first tip for taking notes in the TOEFL is to predict the questions and predict the structure. You're going to see that in TOEFL listening, you're going to have first either a conversation or a lecture. And in the lecture, there are two types of structures that can happen. The first structure is when the professor gives different theories. So I would say that in this case, when the professor talks about all of these different theories, you divide the sheet into categories or into columns for you to point every single main point. So if the, if the lecture is about different theories, I would recommend creating different categories and creating the main points. And in the main points, make sure you add bullet points where you can add the keywords. Keywords would be the nouns and the verbs. So if the lecture is about different theories, the structure is going to look something like that. You're going to have the lecture or the professor is going to mention the name of the theory. Then they're going to briefly provide an explanation of the theory. So we've got name explanation and then they're likely going to talk about the arguments against and the arguments for this theory so first you've got the theory explanation and arguments for and against and once you know this structure that actually puts you at an advantage because now you can predict that the professor will the next theories that he or she gives will also have the same structure name explanation arguments and I would recommend you add arguments with a plus or minus sign. Plus would be for arguments for something and minus for arguments against something. And then while you have the lecture, the, the lecture with the different theories, you can also have a lecture with one specific topic where the professor dives deep into one specific topic. And here the clue that I would say to listen out for is the professor themselves will mention what they will be talking about. So they just won't, they, they won't just talk out of the blue about the causes and consequences. They will introduce you, they will ease into, they will, you know, walk you through and they'll tell you, now we will talk about the causes or now we will talk about the consequences. So once the professor mentions that, you write down keyword causes and the equal point. So these are the two types of the different types of lectures. We've got the different theories and the structure would be the name of the theory and explanation and arguments for and against and so on and so on for each theory. And then we've got the lecture, which is about one main topic. And in this case, the professor will tell you about the different things that he or she is going to talk about. So they'll say, now let's talk about the causes. Now let's talk about the consequences. You also have conversations 
And in the conversations, the structure that I will recommend is to create a table where on one side you've got what the student says and on the other side you've got what the officer or what the professor says. And the reason why this is one of the best ways to do that is because then you don't have to write down, okay, this is what the man says, this is what the student says. You can just add that to the table depending on whether it's something that the student says or the professor. So once again, for the conversations, it's easy. Just to create a table for the lecture where you have different theories. First, you're going to have an introduction, of course, and in the introduction, they're probably going to tell you what the lecture is mainly about. So listen out for that and already create that question mark. And in the lecture with the different theories, the way this would go is for each theory, you've got the name, short explanation and arguments for and against and so on for every theory. And then for the lecture that talks about one main topic, the professor themselves will mention what they will be mentioning next, such as now we will talk about the causes or now we will talk about the consequences. So you write down, you write down consequences. Now, another thing is make sure you organize these templates. And when you're listening to any conversation, it's key that you write the keywords. A lot of people get hung up on trying to write everything down. Everything is important, but no, they're not trying to test your memory. They're trying to understand whether you can understand English. So just writing the keywords, that's key. And keywords would be the important information, and that would be verbs and nouns. So the question is, how do I know what is important? This means what are the keywords and what is not important? In other words, what should I write down? Well, there are five things or five things that you can use as a guide to know that, oh, now I'm going to have to write a keyword. This is important. The first guide is questions about the gist. So you're going to see that in the beginning of a conversation or in the beginning of a lecture, they always talk about what the main purpose, what the gist of the conversation or lecture will be about. So in lectures, they're probably going to ask you, they're probably no, they will ask you the question, what does the professor mainly talk about? And in this question, this is usually answered in the beginning of the, of the lecture when the professor says, okay, Today we will do an analysis of, and these words, when the professor says today we will, that's when you need to write the keywords, analysis, author, that's it. These are the two keywords. When the professor says today we'll talk about, today we will mention, today we will explain, these are the keywords that you need to write down. I would say that for the beginning, make sure that you already add a question mark so you know that this is a question that they're gonna ask you later on and you write down the keywords. What does the professor say? Well, the author, write down the keywords author and analysis. That's it. These two important keywords. So the first, the first way to listen out for these keywords is to look at the beginning of each lecture. And in the case of conversations, the main question that they're going to ask you is why does the student go to the professor's office? Or why does the student... Um, go to what problem does the student have? And 
the clue to listen out for is you'll find the just purpose question. This means the answer to this question when the student says, I want to know or I'm looking for when you hear the student say, I want to, I'm looking for, these are the words that you need to write down. Maybe the student wants to change their door room. Then you write down change door room and you add a question so you know, oh, okay, this is how I'll find the first answer. So this is all about predicting questions because once you predict questions, you're much more likely to know the answer and to, you know, have it in your memory once you move on to the questions. So that will be the guide to find the keywords for the questions number one. Now, the second guide you can use to see whether or not you have to write down keywords is when the professor uses pauses or they change in intonation. Whenever a professor pauses, it's a sign, it's a signal that they will give important information. So imagine this, the professor may say something like, okay, um, remember when we went over the development of this? Right in that moment, in the middle of, okay, okay, mm, that pause is a signal that they're about to give important information. So when you hear that pause, what you can do is then just add a question sign because you know that they're probably going to ask you a question about that later on, indicating that you will now write the keywords. So right after you listen to the pause, listen attentively to what they will say later on, what the professor will explain in the keywords because they're likely to ask you this question later on. So. Pauses are a big thing and changes in intonation. Maybe the professor changes in the, the, their tone changes a bit. That's another sign like mm, maybe they're going to talk about something important now and I'm going to write the keywords, only keywords. Then this third thing, the third factor that can help you realize whether or not you have to write down keywords is when the professor uses transitions. Transitions would be things like in the past, but however, Additionally, when we use transition, it's a sign that they will mention something important, that they will mention a keyword, not random details. So that's something important. When you hear someone say, okay, in the past, you write that down. Oh, that's important. That's a keyword. So listen out for transitions and just know that that's probably a sign that will mention something important and now you can write down your keywords. Now. The fourth factor that determines whether or not you will have to write something down is when a student asks a question. That's absolutely key because chances are if a student asks a question, you are likely to get that question later on in the listening passage. So this is actually great because the students are predicting the questions for you. So every time a student asks a question, I would say the first thing that you do is place a question mark because you know, oh, that's a question that they will ask me later on. And now I have to listen attentively to what the professor says, the response, the answer of the professor. Pay special attention to the professor's response to the student's question because the student's question is essentially the question that you will get later on. And once you listen to that question, write that, write that down, write down the keywords, Hey, what was the professor's answer? He mentioned this and that. One noun, one verb. That's it. You don't need to write extensive amounts. No. 
what was the question that the student asked for? Maybe you can write down one keyword and then the answer of the professor, one or two keywords. That's it. The professor's answers will probably be the answer that you're going to have in the listening section. Now, the fifth factor that determines whether or not you should write a keyword is when a professor asks a question. Sometimes the professor asks a question just to themselves, like they may ask themselves, themselves, so what's the moral of the story? And when you listen to them, you know, making that question, you know that that is a sign that now you have to, this information is important. So right after he asks the question, you know that they will probably ask you a question about that in the listening passage. So when he asks the question, so what's the moral of the story? The moral is that death is inevitable. So write down death inevitable. That's it, because that's going to help you respond to the question in the listening passage. Now, here's a general tip. Now that I gave you the five different factors that determine whether or not you should, what keywords you should write, here's a general tip that, although it may sound very simple, it can be easy to overlook. Make sure you concentrate and you focus on the lecture and don't let your mind distract you because probably your mind will be your biggest distractor. It will tell you, oh, no, I missed the last part. Or what did they say? What did, they, what did the professor say? I missed that last detail. Your mind will cause you to miss important information moving forward. That's why it's key that whenever you don't understand a detail, just move on because chances are they're not even going to ask you about that little detail. Move on. Try to stay concentrated as much as possible. And yes, the lectures may be long. They take around four to five minutes. But tell yourself to stay present. Stay present and know that the lecture will end very soon. And you'll have, tell your mind, you'll have time to relax later. But really, while you're listening to the lecture, make sure you concentrate as much as possible. Make it a skill to concentrate. And if you didn't understand something, move on and keep paying attention to what is next because that is probably information that's going to be important to answer the question. So whenever you don't understand something, don't get hung up on that. Stay concentrated. Or if your mind wanders, bring it back to the present moment once again. Stay concentrated. Now, a couple of other general tips. Write keywords. I know I've already mentioned this, but you don't need to write everything down. Actually, that's going to only prevent you from listening to important information. Only write important information. This means nouns and verbs. Don't waste time on writing dates, places, adjectives, or prepositions because chances are they're not going to ask you about that. So as long as you work on, you know, writing down noun and a verb, a noun and a verb, that's key. So make sure you write only keywords. This means nouns and verbs. And as soon as you finish listening, you know, take your pen up or put it down and listen again. Listen again. And another tip is use symbols. So for example, in the first lecture or in the first type of lecture, which is the different theories, they're going to give you the name of the theory and explanation and arguments for and against. So for the arguments for and against, I would recommend using signs like a plus and a minus. So plus would be arguments for something and the minus we minus would be arguments against something. Or maybe if they talk about an increase or decrease something, just write an arrow pointing up 
to indicate an increase and write an arrow pointing down indicating a decrease because it takes a lot of time to write decrease decrease so just use these symbols and maybe you don't necessarily need to use acronyms maybe if that works for you that go ahead but you can just shorten words like for example for consequence instead of writing consequence write cons or for things like reading read something like that and now my last tip is to make sure your notes are intelligible you want to make sure that your notes are useful and that you can actually understand them because if you can't understand them then what's the point of taking notes anyway Actually, that's something that I realized, like I was writing everything down super quickly and at the end, I couldn't really understand anything. It was so disorganized. That's why it's key that you structure the your notes before while you listen to something and you know, oh, okay, this is the main point. These are the keywords and you make it intelligible. So then when you're listening to the listening section, you can just simply go back to your questions and it's easy to find the info. Ask yourself after you finish, can I understand this? Is it easy to find this information? And my last tip, I really, this is my last tip, is to use symbols. Well, to practice taking notes using symbols, speaking fast, making sure your notes are intelligible. So before the TOEFL test, make sure you take a couple of minutes practicing how to take down notes, not only practicing for the listening and writing section, but taking down quick notes, so organizing for the different structures, uh, using the symbols instead of writing full sentences, using only keywords, so practice taking down notes, which is what I'm doing. I'm practicing. Um, you can just look that up on YouTube. Like You can listen to different lectures and write down practice note-taking because note-taking is a skill. So the, These are all my tips for the note-taking section. I hope it was helpful and I hope you have a great day.